Welcome to day 255 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with uh, Matthew Kresge and uh, David uh, Keefe. Don't think it's Friday because we've shifted on you. We're now the Wednesday crew instead of the Friday crew. So don't get too excited. The weekend will not start for another couple of the days. But uh, we continue our journey through, you know, through the Gospel of Matthew and we come to you know, point in each of the synoptic Gospels that is... Uh, deeply you know disheartening and that is uh the loss of john the baptist not only the loss of john the baptist in such a beautiful you know dynamic ministry but such an ignoble end to his life uh where a king you know has his stepdaughter dance and she so thrills or excites you know his guests that he promises her anything and her mother says i i want john the baptist head mm-hmm. on a platter and uh, a great man, Jesus said, uh, you know, none greater born of woman, but even the least in the kingdom of heaven, those who have uh, the fulfillment of the gospel are, are greater than he. So we come to the ignoble land of a, of a great man in the, in the life and the ministry of the church who we will, uh, you know, one day get to meet face to face. Matthew chapter 14. Before we read, and we always... Uh, we always offer ourselves in the moment to the Lord. So, Matt, do you mind yeah. lifting us up? Father, we um, come to you expectant uh, to, to hear your voice today and um, to be transformed by it. Father, as we read your word, um, would you do a great work in us? Would you help us to understand? Um, thank you for your grace. Thank you for um, the hope we have in Christ Jesus. Would that be so evident today as um, we read and we're reminded of who you are and what you've done? Um, and who you've called us to be. Um, God, search our hearts as we read. Um, give us insight. Give us wisdom. Uh, but most importantly, help us to to glorify you, um, to enjoy you, to worship you. It's in yeah. Christ's name we pray. Amen. We often forget that uh, we do have the privilege of delighting in the Lord and finding our joy in him. Uh, Matthew 14, beginning in verse 1, At that time Herod the Tetrarch heard the reports about Jesus, and he said to his attendants, This is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead. That is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Now Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. For John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered John a prophet. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for the guest and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oath and his dinner guest, he ordered that a request be granted and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and they told Jesus. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. You have here, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fists, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. 
and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he would dismiss the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there all alone, and the boat was already considerable distance from the land, buffeted by waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's, it's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gesenerat. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. And you have uh, some really nice, uh, and, and I think I say that almost every time, but you have... You know the beautiful, uh, the beautiful images. Jesus is pulling away, you know, to a solitary place, and it's almost, you know, as he, he is mourning the loss, you know, of John the Baptist. But when he gets there, he sees a crowd and he has compassion on them, and then he feeds them, and then of course he dismisses the disciples. In the Gospel of John, we we learn he's dismissing the disciples because the crowd wants to make him king, and the disciples are kind of buying into this. What a great idea! And he says, "You get in the boat." crowd you go that way disciples you go that way and he goes up on a mountain uh you know to pray and of course comes walking on the water uh mm-hmm. you know to them so what are some of the things that stand out in the in the passage yeah first glance for me is exactly what you said just again i feel like matthew's concerned to show us over and over again the compassion you know that jesus has for people when he saw and landed when he landed and saw a large crowd he had compassion on them and healed their sick you know, just kind of the, the compassion, but also that compassion that moves to action. You know, he didn't just pity them and say, well, I, I need to go grieve, you know, but yeah. that, that compassion sees a people and he begins to say, man, I'm going to heal their sake. And not only that, again, we're seeing that don't send the crowds away. You know, we must provide them food. Yeah. And it's just, it's, I mean, what a, a great reminder that the heart of Jesus towards those who seek him, you know, is one of compassion, of one of, mercy and grace yeah, and no absolutely absolutely i mean he's absolutely worn out he's mm-hmm. uh you know from a human standpoint probably devastated at what has happened mm-hmm. to john uh, you know no more grievous example of how fallen and corrupt the world you know that we live in is that a good man would you know die under you know the, these kind mm-hmm. of circumstances and to have his head kind of paraded around here it is look at it you know and uh 
So the disciple, you know, John's disciples bury him, and they go and tell Jesus, and, and I'm sure they're, you know, sure they're heartbroken. You have you know a couple of you know big Old Testament images happening mm-hmm. here. You have a feeding miracle, you know, the way yeah. that uh, you know God fed the people, you know, in the in the wilderness, uh, you know, w- with manna. Here you have the added bonus of fish, rather, you know, mm-hmm. than, than quail. And then you also have, uh, you also have a conquering the chaotic water. Miracle, which mm-hmm. is part of you know part of the event of the Exodus as well, you know the parting of the sea, so that the people could walk across on dry land, and then of course you also have the image you know of God in the Old Testament. Who is it that treads on the waves mm-hmm. of the sea? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that should have immediately you know, reminded them. So they should have said instead, "It's a ghost." They should have said, "It is. It's the Lord." Yeah. You know, yeah. should have been. You should have been our first. You should have been their first response. And they collected twelve baskets, right? <laughs> of course they did. Yeah. Yes. Just to show, I mean, this this Jesus is this true and better Moses, right? Like he satisfies the people and and gives them mm-hmm. what they need, which is so cool. And and I love the I love Matthew's doing that on purpose, but with with Herod and John the Baptist, we just see just the cruelty of this world and and the evil, and and then it's met right after that with this compassionate Jesus, right? That we just see the sinfulness of man and it's in the nastiness of man, yeah. and then. Here's compassionate Jesus, no, which is the, so the different, contrast right? The kings, yeah. It's a deep, How wild. Yeah, deep contrast. Yeah. One who's living for his pleasure, and and gets caught, mm-hmm. you know, with you know, making a wild promise, and you know, because of his promise and the pressure of his guests, he's he he's captive to his own you know devices. And here is another king who is, uh, you know, looks nothing like a king at all, but he exists for the for the people in order to you know to feed to nourish to teach them to heal them mm. you have so many things you know going on here you know from the hand of the gracious you know from the gracious king mm. well that's how matthew starts his gospel too is the contrast you know where herod starts to grasp you know even i'm going to destroy the life of babies you know in order to protect my throne or mm-hmm. and, and you have you know here comes the god man who's going to lay down his life you know, to serve his people. And so, yeah, you're absolutely seeing a contrast between. Yeah, those who have a tenuous hold on power and those who freely give away their power. To serve others. Yeah, for the sake of others. Yeah, how beautiful is that? And and I like, you know, just, you know, verse verse 20, you know, they they all ate and were satisfied. Mm -hmm. And, and of course, that is one of the promises that we will one day find our fullest satisfaction in him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you even have you know the the idea of the great feast you mm-hmm. know that are predicted, and and this is you know just a picture you know, you know moving you know moving backward to the feeding miracles of the Old Testament and moving forward to the great feast that we will one day you know, receive at His hand. Also, like you know, we, we mentioned Jesus tries to kind of withdraw to a solitary place and. You know, he spends time with the crowds, but we still see that heart of Jesus towards, you know, needing to or, or wanting to get away, you know, with the Father. And it says he went up to a mountainside by himself to pray. Yeah, and, and what a reminder to us that if this is true of Jesus, how much more true does this need no. to be of us? That, man, we we need to get away, you know, to 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 be with the Father, to pray, to enjoy Him, worship, and have Him search our hearts. Um, I mean, when even like he kind of doesn't get to do it the first time, right? Like. Stuff got in the way, and then he's like, "I still need to yeah. do this," and and then he finds time to do that. No, so true of life. And you have, uh, you know, you have, uh, you know, this. You again, if we we, we take John serious, and by the way, this is the only miracle that's in all four gospels, the feeding mm-hmm. of the five thousand. If we take John serious, the crowd is wanting to, by force, make Jesus their kind of king. 
Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the disciples are probably buying into that some. And so uh, you have the same temptation, you know, that you had in Matthew chapter 4. You know, if you'll just kind of give in, I'll give you the kingdoms, you know, of, of the world. And, and Jesus, you know, this is a time that he recalibrates, that he gets along with God. He sends the disciples away. He doesn't need to hear their voice. He sends the crowds away. He doesn't need to hear their voice. He goes to be by the Father. He needs to hear mm-hmm. his voice. And you're right, you know, Matt, it's always convicting. If Jesus felt the need to withdraw, to be with the Father, to experience fellowship with him and to pray, and we don't see the same need yeah. in, in our life, there, there's a tragic deficit, you know, in our in our discipleship that means that we're kind of depending on ourselves, where Jesus himself was depending on the Father. Mm-hmm. I also like verse 27, you know, but Jesus immediately said to them, and you, you take courage at his eye, do not be afraid. And you mentioned, you know, several references in here where they immediately should have recognized, man, this is God treading on the water. And even Jesus' response back to them is, I am. Do you not recognize, you know, who, who it is among you? Um, and... and you know, kind of contrasting that with the end, we've talked about this some um, throughout Matthew's gospel, where the people that seem to respond to Jesus, you know, in faith or in you know, recognize who he is rightly tend to be the Gentiles, and it's just interesting to me that he lands in Gentile territory, and it says, "And the men of that place recognize Jesus," and we're going to go on to see what he does in Gentile territory. Yeah. But what a, and what an interesting, here it is. I mean, Jesus would say, you know. Oh, Jerusalem, you stoned the prophets. You know, you yeah, especially just after being rejected. In this no, there, 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 there's yeah. a big yeah. irony in all the Gospels that he is recognized by those that you would never guess would embrace nor recognize him, and he's rejected by those who you think would be the first to recognize and, and embrace him. And, of course, you know, that that's the whole you know tenor of the Gospel, you know, that Jesus will say on a couple occasions, many who are first will, will, be, will be last, a great reversal. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is a, a big part of a big part of that. Of course, you have to yeah, you have to love Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be Peter. It was d- who else? <laughs> really? Yeah, I would like to do that too. Can I join you? I mean, that's kind of cool what you're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you love the simple the simplicity of it. He said, "Do you, Jesus? If that's really you, you bid me come, and I'm going to be able to." And Jesus being very simple, he says, "Go ahead, yeah. come." Yeah. And of course, he gets up, and again, you know, this is. You know, not just, you know, Peter in a moment, but this is us in almost every moment. His vision went away from Christ to the wind yeah. or, or to the waves. And uh, immediately, you know, he, he begins to sink. And <clears throat> instead of, you know, saying what, you know, probably Peter was expecting to hear, well, Peter, that was pretty good. You had some really big faith yeah, wow. there. Just said, ah, oh, you, you're of little faith. Yeah. You know, Why? Why did you ever? You know, why did you ever doubt me? And of course, there's so many moments that we we doubt his power and his protection and his his good intentions toward us that, uh, or you know, remain shocking this as well. Uh, nice, nice passages. The gospels are fun, but then so are the epistles, and so are the apocalypses, and so are the prophecies. What a wonderful treasure we've been given in God's word, and what a wonderful, uh, you know, promise that every part of it has uh, been breathed out you know by you know by God and through his spirit uh, is brought home to us so what a great gift David do you mind closing us in prayer no let's pray and father we thank you so much just for a few moments to be here in your word in the gospel of Matthew um, thank you so much for 
the truths of your word and the reminders. Um, and Father, forgive us for, for being people of, of little faith. Um, but thank you so much for, for Christ who, who can tell us to take courage and to not be afraid because he, he is with us. And so, Father, may we uh, be your people in this time, in this place, um, for your glory. And may we live for Christ. We pray this all in his name. Amen. Amen.